Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host, Tom Quee here. If you are not familiar with the concept of Alpha Metallica, we are going through every single song of Metallica's back catalogue in alphabetical order, funnily enough. And today we are doing The Memory Remains. We are getting into some interesting tracks. This is, of course, of my favourite ever Metallica record, Reload. Um, you can get at the show at Metallica Pod. You can get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com if you want to come on the show like today's guest did. Uh, we have a Patreon as well, patreon.com forward slash alphabetallica. I want to give a huge shout out to Ralph M. Savetto. I hope I'm saying your name right there, Ralph. Uh, Ralph is a recent patron. The guy's also been, you know, really vocal on the socials and stuff like that. Seems like a really good dude. So thank you so much, Ralph. Again, if you want to support, you can go onto the Patreon. And episodes like this and anything else go on there first, and you can help give back to the show. Uh, we also have an email, metallicapod at gmail.com. I will get into a great email that we have shortly as well. But um, just before I do that, I want to introduce my guest, uh, Josh. How's it going, sir? Going pretty good, Tom. And where are you, where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Charlotte, North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. Um, I'm trying to, what do I know? Some people bring up locations in America, and I try to think what I know from there. Like, I'm really into battle rap, and there's quite a big battle rap scene in North Carolina, but that's all I can... Uh, Really, really think of. We went down to Charlotte. That's like a lyric. Emma Ben Folds actually might have sang about Charlotte in the past. But the important thing is we're talking about Metallica. And um, Metallica for you, how did it start? What were the first experiences? Well, I mean, it, it really started with this song. Um, I was kind of raised on like Southern rock and outlaw country. And then I turned on MTV one day when it was like the big new thing, you know, not to date myself. Um, <laughs> and this video was uh the video on the tv so that that kind of started it all mm-hmm. and from there then were you purchasing all the albums were you, tr- were you trying to get your hands on anything you can like yeah i started with um uh, yeah i started with the loads and then i kind of worked my way back um and then i i think i didn't really go in order though the last uh, album i purchased would have been and justice for all mm. and then you know saint anger came out i guess a couple of years after that what are your thoughts on saint anger uh, I like Saint Anger. Um, okay. I I really, honestly, I like the drum sound. Um, I, I like <laughs> yeah. something. You know, I like things that sound aggressive. And you know, is it their best work? Of course not. No. But I, I don't really. I think it's kind of underrated. Um, and live, man, you, if you hear Saint Anger or Frantic live, that that's some good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I would go so far as to say that Saint Anger sounds like a good record. Like I actually like the production on it. I like the decisions they made. But you know, that that's for another day. And we we've argued Saint Anger at length on this show. As I said before, just before we get into today's song, um, we've got an email here, metallicapod at gmail.com, comes from Aureline Moreau, I always say your name wrong bro, I'm very sorry, and a uh, patron as well, he says, Dear Tom, all the best for 2019, looking at the schedule you'll cover some great songs and I'm looking forward to the upcoming episodes. During the last episode, which was Mama Said, you were not easy on the song, and once again I liked how honest and sometimes divisive you are. Your opinions combined with the variety and quality of your guests are making your show unique. It may not have the popularity of Mel your podcast, no, it certainly doesn't, but it does. Uh, but it does not mean it has a lower value for the listeners. Regards, Aureline. Well, thank you again. That's a great email from you. But um, let's get into Memory Remains then, Josh. I mean, it's a very, it's a very immediate song. You know, it starts there and then. Hetfield kicking in. Um, always for me, contextually, I always think about it as a one-two punch with Fuel, which is obviously the first song off Reload. Both of them kind of in media res, really getting into the meat of the song. Um, what do you think of that intro? Um, I, I mean, I could definitely see it as a one-two punch with fuel. Um, I, I, 
I don't know. I mean, I think the song is, it, it kind of is what it is. It's, you know, it's, I'm not a musician, obviously, yeah. but it seems super simple. But, you know, that simple groove, I think that is what kind of captured people like me who maybe hadn't been into Metallica. Yeah, it does have an accessibility to it. Absolutely. And I guess for me personally, I'm going to have to be a bit like Mama said here. I'm not the biggest Memory Remains guy. Like, I don't know whether it's just... I, I've sort of grown out of it as a song. It was never like my favourite Metallica song. And just as I've been listening to the, you know, I've been listening to the band pretty much half my life now. And there's just certain songs that fall by the wayside that never sort of capture your feelings. And part of the problem for me is that groove. It's a little stayed. It's a little bloodless to me. It's a little familiar. Um, that I mean, you say you're not a musician before, but like they're basically playing the 5-7 shape, which everyone will know, which, which all rock songs are based around, don't get me wrong. But Metallica used this idea so much in the Load Reload era that a lot of the songs like Wasting My Hay and, you know, um, Sliver and Ain't My Bitch, and they all feel you know, a little bit, a little bit familiar to me, but, um, it's quite a hypnotic groove, isn't it? That verse groove, like it definitely does have a, uh, a pounce to it. Yeah. I feel like the, you know, I feel like the hook is killer. It's, you know, it's kind of, oh yeah, it's very simple, but it's at the same time intriguing. And, you know, I feel like the, the drums are kind of heavy handed, I guess is a good uh-huh, way to describe uh-huh. it, but I definitely see where it's, it's kind of radio rock skewed. I mean, I think yeah. a lot of their stuff that era, era was. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it's straight to the point, and it has a lot of just, you know, really exciting parts. Like, I think in particular, Kirk's... I don't think Kirk's, like, the solos as a whole on the song, I think are kind of like, you know, so-so. But I think the actual intros to the solos, especially the second one, where the... Like, it's such a guitar hero badass moment. Like, I love Kirk's <laughs> guitar in that sequence um we you know we also have a, a lot of things that metallica are trying new they are trying that immediate build you know so many of their songs have been like justice like master like you know these one two minute kind of stuff here but here's james just singing the chorus straight out we get marion faithful on backing vocals with the la la's the the british singer were you familiar with her i, I didn't really know her uh, no, I, I had no idea who Marian Faithful was. <laughs> no, she's, um, well, according to Wikipedia, she is an English singer, songwriter, and actress. Um, she achieved popularity in the 60s with As Tears Go By. She's one of the lead female artists during the, the British invasion and, and, and stuff like that. But, but, but yeah, I think she fits really perfectly that kind of aged, forgotten star, I suppose, that they're trying to ape uh, with the performance. Yeah, I think I'm, I mean, I, d- I didn't know who she was at the time. I've definitely, you know, since done some research. But, you know, I, I think that's probably the one of the best parts of the song is her her singing in conjunction with the, the, the harmonies of the guitars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even at the end of the song, it, you know, man, people are going to hate me for this. But at the end of the song, I almost get kind of a fade to black feel, you know, like you have that kind yeah. of descend feel and fade to black with kind of the whimsical guitar notes. But in memory remains, you get kind of an ascendancy with kind of women's whimsical guitar notes and it's i don't know it's it's just kind of kind of magical to me I, yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah maybe that doing it a little bit no but, no yeah. no i mean look this is this is alf metallica like we like to go out the window on this sort of stuff and i, I, I yeah I, I get what you're saying yeah the, the kind of synergy between this old matriarch brit and these sort of high-pitched squeals and yeah there's, there's some odd chemistry going on there that is quite satisfying i should say that in the 
outro of the song that you mentioned, which is a very long outro. I mean, Memory Remains isn't a very long song, really. I think it's about four minutes or so, and, like, a minute of that is just the end of the song, as it just sort of, yeah, four minutes 39, um, as it just barrels. I imagine when they used to play this on the radio and stuff, maybe they used to cut that, but um, I don't know if you heard yourself, Josh, but kind of in the background of the La La's, um, there's quotes as well that are being said, so um, as as we're listening, um, we can hear stuff from, it's called The Misfits, which is Marilyn Monroe's final film. Uh, basically a scene where a truck driver um, basically talks to Marilyn Monroe, and the quote we get is, say yes, at least say hello, and, and that kind of comes through the song. So that, that's kind of a cool thing. I'm, I'm not quite sure why they yeah. made that decision to put that in there. Probably a movie Kirk adored or something, and had a poster of, and, and wanted to throw something in there. But, um, yeah, you know, the, the, the song has pace, and again, as I say, I'm not the most giant fan of this track, but it is a staple. It is one of their most famous songs, and I can't deny that the S and M version, in particular, the crowd singing back on the choruses, that gets my hair standing on end every time. Yeah, that's it's always a it's always a great song live. Um, yeah, the the only thing I, the only song I can think better as far as the crowd singing is maybe "My Friend of Misery." When they did that in 2012, that was incredible. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I guess uh, "Creeping uh, Death" with the breakdown as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. memory is you know it's always fun live for sure yeah 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 it's a it's a fun rock song like like i've got i've got no real qualm well i do have qualms with it that i explained earlier but i guess uh, ultimately you know um i i appreciate it but it doesn't really it's not really in my wheelhouse um in terms of taste but this theme it's interesting that James returns to so many different themes, and here, you know, the, the kind of faded prima donna, very similar to Moth into Flame, right? To me, the song is about the inevitable, which is death. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of a tragedy because everybody dies, but I don't know. I think it's, you know, maybe kind of fun getting there. That's kind of the theme of the, the stardom in the song is... Well, ultimately, it's kind of a tragedy, but it's it's fun to get there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And um, I mean, James is having fun on the track as well. Like, I like the way he pushes out certain sounds, like remains. Like, you know, you can really hear him being really confident on the mic. And again, as I mentioned, I do like the beginning of Kirk's leads. I think the actual solos themselves are a bit like taffy. They're just this kind of wary miasma. He, he's he's trapped on the twelve fourteen, like the riff's trapped on the five seven, and I just doesn't really really push any any buttons for me. Um, but 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 yeah, it, it goes in, you know, it goes out, and I, I like the way they play with a lot of the different ideas there. And the riff itself as well has kind of quite a few inversions, and the songs quite stop start, and it takes pauses, you know, and it has a certain sense of um, sense of purpose, sense of heft to it. But um, yeah, it was interesting actually where um, Mariam Faithful. Uh, James is interviewed on how she actually got involved with the song, and he says, uh, "I don't, I didn't know much about her. Bob Rock introduced me to her through CDs. It had that voice we were looking for, that weathered, smelling the cigarettes on the CD voice. I'd sung that part myself, the la la la, and it didn't sound right. And that part stuck. The whole eeriness of the Sunset Boulevard feel of the song. She was the voice, and she was a very intense character. Now, um, Josh, did you see them perform on SNL with Marion Faithful? Um, I did not. Yeah. Uh, I definitely would like to look that up. Yeah, yeah, you have to, because, I mean, it's quite a notorious Metallica performance. Clearly, she's got in-ear monitors, because she's singing completely out of key, I should say, um, right until the end of the song. And it's really, like, hearing those la-la-la-la, like, uh, against the guitar that's not in tune with the voice is dissonant and quite upsetting, frankly. So maybe she's yeah. listening to Kirk or something like that. I don't know. But it is cool to see the boys on SNL, obviously... 
I think they were supposed to be on Master Era or Justice, and James broke his arm, or something like that. One, one of those two. But um, but yeah, it's you know it's quite again kind of in and out song for me. Um, obviously written by James and Lars. Um, apparently, I don't know if you're a Sopranos fan, Josh, but you can hear it playing in the Bada Bing in one of the episodes. Uh, I was not a Sopranos fan, but uh, that's something you are now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that because I, I am I'm actually quite a uh, big Sopranos fan. I've been rewatching it over Christmas, and uh, King Nothing also plays. Uh, in the back of the bar and I, I there's a blog that i read any sopranos fans listening go check out sopranosautopsy.com this american dude goes through each episode with uh, you know i've read a lot of things about sopranos this is really incisive analysis and he went deep on king nothing as like a metaphor for tony soprano and it was a little too far for me but i could certainly see where he's getting at so um any uh any any closing thoughts on memory remains um i you know i i do have one thing is mm-hmm. The dance little tin goddess dance lyric i mean that that's just so when are you ever going to hear james sing anything like that again yeah. <laughs> i mean <laughs> you know i yeah. remember the first time i heard that i'm like wait what yeah. was that really what he said <laughs> you know so i don't i don't know i just think it's a fun song and it's yeah. uh accessible and it, you know it's it's probably not their best work and i don't say that as an insult but no. you know um, yeah, I, yeah. Again, and I don't want to like upset. Well, I guess it's kind of too late, really. You know my opinions on these sort of songs, but but yeah, I, you know, I, again, it just isn't something that necessarily grabs me so much. But it was the first song of Reload. Um, it was released on November eleventh, nineteen ninety seven. So more than twenty years ago, bloody hell. Um, it was apparently very successful. Hit number twenty eight on the Billboard Hot one hundred. And um, yeah, I mean, it's nice to see James using fade to black as well in the lyrics and all that sort of idea. It does bother me a little. Like for me personally, it's kind of lyrics slash poetry one hundred one that you don't repeat the same words. So he says, "See the nowhere crowd cry the nowhere tears of honor," and tears of honor for me always feels like a creed lyric or something it just feels a little <laughs> feels a little fun like i imagine scott stapp singing that like it just feels a little you know and creed have some okay songs as well but it's just kind of yeah in that kind of slightly messianic um ballpark there but um yeah this song was apparently demoed as part of the load sessions uh called memory it was recorded in lars's home musical studio uh the dungeon on march 6 95 and then just did a second take on march 17th 95 yeah it was december 6 97 they played on snl uh live version was released as a b-side to the single unforgiven 2 and um you know it's a song as we say that is a is a kind of I think it's like pretty much a staple in the sets. I mean, they didn't do it when I saw them live, but I know they do it a hell of a lot. And, you know, it's probably one of the most recognizable songs because it's right there and then in your face. Like you get in the chorus straight away. 258 times they played this song live. They first played it November 11th, 97, so the day the single was released in Philadelphia. They last played it in Boise, Idaho, uh, November 28th, 2018, so just under two months ago that they played that track. But, um, yeah, that's Memory Remains. Let us know in the comments down below what you think of the song. Um, you know, please subscribe to the channel as always. Of course, as we always do as well, at MetallicaPod. Open it up to you guys on the Twitter for record any episode. I always, you know, canvas out there and read any feedback we get at the end. So here we go. Uh, Master of Pun saying of Memory Remains, this is my first Metallica song that I ever heard. I still love the SNM version. It's godly. Chaosware, Chaosware, an incredibly gifted French guitar player who's been on the show and even recorded his version of Alpha Metallica theme song, which I often use on the show as well. He's a fucking badass musician. He says, It was quite a mixed feeling for me the first time I heard it on the album. It 
took me a while to appreciate it. The SNM version is amazing. Ralph, Ralph, the new patron says, definitely a standout track on Reload, which unfortunately does not have enough of these types of songs. The video is also pretty damn awesome. I just saw them perform this song on um, in Pittsburgh. Hearing the song, hearing the crowd sings Faithful's part uh, was great. Max saying this is the prequel to Moth into Flame, a good track where you can see them experimenting more and more with sounds. In this case, the voice of Marion Faithful, a load reload sound immediately recognisable. It brought a sing along to the concerts. And finally, Rye, Rye from Savage Bloody Podcast, which I'll say every episode, go check out Savage Bloody Podcast if you want a Black Sabbath podcast. There's none better out there. I think it's the only one as well. He says, swings like Sabotage Sabbath, so I love it. It summed up what's great about the load reload era nicely and is a much better representation than Fuel. So, um, any any final fear, thoughts on Memory Remains, Josh? Um, no, not, mm-hmm. not really. I think that pretty much sums it up. And as we always do, we close with a few quick-fire questions, the first of which being your favourite song altogether in Metallica. Oh, that's got to be Disposable Heroes. Oh. Uh, if, if Metallica is one thing, Metallica is epic. And yeah. I don't think they have many songs that are more epic than that song. No, no, it's... A- mind-blowingly good song kirk's solo is exceptional all the riffs the pace of james is chugging on it as well and i said this on the episode as well it's a very catchy song for as heavy as it is that you will die why not you know it's kind of it's kind of gets stuck in your head like uh at least at least for me Percy, what about your favorite album of the band uh that's definitely justice mm, definitely yeah Inquire. uh just the themes and the the aggression on justice uh that that really they still speak to me, but you know, yeah. especially when I was an angry youth, I guess. <laughs> Quote, angry youth. Um, you know, I, I, it's funny because that was the last album I bought up until the we you know, I was presently in step with them, and I remember I heard the first song I heard off of it was "And Justice for All," and I'm like, this, this is just you know amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, that that intro or that build up, I guess. Of this, yeah, the song. yeah, 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 yeah. Into them. Oh, the yeah. The, I, I, the thing that I love so much about "And Justice for All" the song is the drum part that anticipates the guitar rhythm. It's just such a clever move compositionally, and it's just, oh that main riff as well is just a absolute jackhammer. Yeah, I can't I can't really disagree. I mean, probably for me, Master, but Justice is absolutely in there with Ride as well, and you know, quite a few of us bubbling at the top. Um, what about favorite member of the band? Uh, you know that that's hard. I think uh, the person I'm probably most alike is probably James. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously we're all looking at them through glass, so we don't we don't really know them. Um, so it feels kind of cheap to say it that way, but. But the person I'm I, at this point would like to hang out with the most maybe Lars because he, he seems super interesting, you know. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. He is a proper Renaissance man, and his memory is incredible as well. We just any gig that's thrown at him, he seems to know what they're eating backstage beforehand. I don't quite don't yeah. quite know why. And just before we get to the final question, I was just looking at the Twitter and I realised there's a few more. Got quite a lot of feedback on this memory remains thing. To just read out a few more. Dave, who's been on the show a few times, says you better be nice or it's hands. And Clint Wells of Metal Your Podcast saying holds its own with any Metallica classic. Yes, he says any. I mean, any is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> is memory remains as good as Orion? Like, it's just not. But, you know, Clint, I know you love Reload, my friend, and I don't want to upset you any further, so uh, we'll move on. Mark saying the Marion Faithful part is the best sing-along in the catalogue. Carl saying great song that turned epic live. The video cracks me up like it was pitched. What if we crossed a creepy funhouse music box with Tommy Lee of Motley Crue, 9 out of 10. Alex Finney, great friend of the show, saying I thought it was a fine song until I experienced live. Now I always hope it's on the set list when I see the boys. And finally, Gary, Gary McGorm saying, this track will always remind me of the mass sing-along that ran for about three minutes after it was performed live at Wembley Stadium in 2007. 
The guy themselves on stage were clearly taken aback. That's really cool, actually. I'll have to find that footage. Not heard of that. So, um, final question, Josh. If you were to do a podcast like Alpha Metallica on a band that you love, what's one you could do them on? Um, well, I don't know that I know enough to do it on this band, but I would love to try. It would be Romstein. I mm. think that would be a very interesting band to explore. Yeah, I've not really listened too much of their stuff outside the sort of bigger songs. Like, uh, any albums that I should check out in particular? Um, <laughs> my answer with them is the same with Metallica. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've just uh, just googled. Just... right? Yeah. <laughs> just googled ramstein podcast and nothing's came up actually so uh you know maybe in the future if anyone else listening out there wants to uh wants to do it so um yeah as always follow the show subscribe we're at metallica pod as well on twitter patreon is there josh is there anything you'd like to promote yourself uh yeah sure um uh, my wife and i started a met club chapter it's creeping carolinas you can find us on facebook or instagram mm. Uh, and we also run a nonprofit, which is called Barkitecture CLT. It helps and local animal rescues if that's kind of into your, your anything nice. you're into, and uh, and that's that's pretty much so, it. So I mean, like, uh, I was, uh, chat, like running a chapter. Then, like, what does that actually consist of? Do you guys meet up regularly? Do we go to shows? And uh, we we try to go to shows, but it's really to me, it's about facilitating whether online or in person a place where. You know, the Metallica family can get together. Um, we're, we're still kind of a younger chapter. I'd love to get it to where we meet, you know, I don't know, annually or every six months or mm-hmm. whatever. But for me, it's just facilitating kind of connections and relationships. Um, we're so fortunate to be a part of, you know, all these people we know around the world that are just awesome. And so, you know, the more I can bring people into that and, you know, the better yeah i, ju- I just uh, just search you guys out, actually. And uh, is it a picture of your wife with Rob? Uh, yeah, she did. She won meet and greet for Vegas. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> jealous. <laughs> what, did, what did she ask them? Did she say? Because like, I'd never know what to ask. Um, I don't exactly know what the specifics were as far as what mm-hmm. she talked to them about. But yeah. she has this really cool photo from when she was a tiny kid where it says favorite music on the board and she had written Metallica, so she had them sign that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, yeah. And just going on the, again, uh, people follow creeping underscore Carolinas. Yeah, there's loads of good content here. There's a picture of, like, all the different chapters uh, outside this Vegas hotel, all these flags from around the world. God, it is insane, isn't it? The actual reach of this band. Okay, so, um, yeah, as always, you can um, check us out, go on the archive, all that sort of stuff. We will be back next week to do the Master of Puppets episode, which I'm really, really excited to do. Got lots of other cool stuff coming up as well. The next month, we've got Master, we've got uh, Merciful Fate, we've got Metal Militia, Mistress Dread, and The More I See. So, um, yeah, lots of cool stuff coming up in the future. Josh, this has been great. Thanks again, sir. Thanks. Thanks.